Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey everyone, welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson from Coldessie. And this is Mark Vila from Coleman and & Company. And today we're here to talk about beating the competition. This is the second in the series of yeah. the competition. Wait, wait. This is yep. the re-episode. The re-episode? Yes. This is the re-episode. It's the re-episode. It's about rebranding, restructuring, and reinvesting yeah. um, if you need to. Yeah, it's, it's, you really have to have listened to episode 96 Mm -hmm. to get the full effect of episode 96. Yeah, so essentially what happened is you listen to episode 96 and you're evaluating your competition. And then you kind of are realizing one of a couple things. I mean, you're learning a lot, but I think you're learning one of two things, that you're kind of alone in your in your niche, in your vertical market. Like, you're kind of alone. You're the only person in town that's really focusing on corporate wear right. or spirit wear. Um, or you're realizing that everyone's doing spirit wear and everyone's doing embroidery and everyone's around your price range and everyone's around your delivery time and, and you realize that you're in a crowded space yeah. and maybe there's some things to do differently. Right. And, and so I just want to make sure that you're not using this introduction where we talk about what happened in the last episode mm -hmm. as a substitute for listening to the last episode and actually going through the exercise. Yeah. It, Don't assume, because that's one of the points of episode 96, yeah. was not to assume that your competition is beating you just because they exist. Yeah. Right? So the point of episode 96 was to identify your competition, to shop them, to learn about them, to catalog them, and then look at your own business in And comparison. it's a step-by-step. -step. Yeah, it's it is. It's a step-by-step, so go, th go through them. Um, but now you're at, we're at a point where we need to, I guess, make a decision of what we're going to do. Yeah, next, you, you, right? know, act, you know what the real competition is, mm -hmm. what they can do, what they can't do, and you know about your business too. So that's where we're starting. Yeah, so um, what we'll say here is that if you realize that you're kind of, there's a little bit of competition in, in the area where you work. Yep. There's, there's a few people that do some of the things that you do, which is probably most likely in a lot of cases. You're yes. gonna realize there's a couple there's a couple businesses out there that might directly compete with you in some ways. Uh, there might be one that's a little bit of the most direct competitor and then yep. there's gonna be a lot that, although they might make t-shirts or embroider as well, they don't, they don't sell to the same Yeah, they're, they're not in the same world you so are. So if that's case, if that's the case, you know, we kind of say, hold on tight to your business structure, keep running it the way it does, but focus on being the best in all the little categories. Yeah, I, right? I, like, I like that a lot because if you've already got a good business and you thought there were some great competitors in the area, you found out you're really doing pretty well, you know, I wouldn't just give yourself a pass at that point and sit back and say, I'm done. You know, you've done all this work. I think you can take what you've learned and really hone in on your existing business and emphasize all the areas that you should. Yeah, and don't, uh, don't immediately start to change things quickly because some competition pops up or you've done the exercise and you realize, oh, wow, you know, there's a lot of competition. I got to do something different. Right. Well, hold on. You're you're in. If you're in business and you're doing well and you're not uh, and you're in a growth period, especially. Yeah. Then uh, what you want to do is, uh, if, 
Master your craft, you know, is the first thing we listed. Um, have awesome customer service. Strive mm -hmm. to be the best in the customer service. Answer the phone good. Nice emails. Yep. Friendly to people. Say thank you. Um, deliver orders correctly and on time. Have yep. a good system to do that. Um, uh, let's see. Balance the right price for the right product. It doesn't mean being the cheapest or most expensive necessarily. It just means the quality and the price is 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 right. And then um, have a solid sales and marketing plan. Yeah, I, I like all of those, and I especially like them because um, I could take this right now and apply these same steps to cold essie. Yeah, right. And that that's kind of this is this is almost a list of a regular exercise you should be doing anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, what else can I do to master my craft and in, in making custom apparel? Do I have the best customer service? Fortunately, we do. Yeah. You know, so we can move on. Uh, delivering orders correctly on, and on time, we've got an amazing record of that. Balancing the right price for the right product, that's always something that we're looking at mm -hmm. to make sure we're competitive in the market. Um, and uh, we, we don't so much have a solid sales and marketing plan as we do some great sales and marketing things. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's really, to be honest with you guys, that's really the way it is. But, but we should have one. Yeah, and, and and your business should have all of these things. So the point, the beginning point is, if you've listened to 96 and you've made some determinations that your business is, things are okay for you, then focus on these to continue to make them better. Yes. Now, on the other side, sometimes it's not that simple. That's actually the simple Solution. Yeah, you may find a, find when you did your competitive analysis mm. that somebody is actually kicking your butt in a specific area. You know that you're losing business for a reason, or you may catch somebody early. Yep. That looks really good. Like we've done that a few times mm -hmm. where there's somebody brand new in the market that's just doing a great job, and we're like, oh, okay, we better pay attention and maybe maybe make an adjustment. Yeah, and this is when it's time to get into that. The, the re-episode, the rebranding, restructuring, and reinvesting is because you realize that some troubled waters could be ahead. Yeah, and so I've got I've to stop here and just um, kind of talk about one of the stories, and, and we talk about stuff uh, like this all the time, from the Facebook group. You know, recently we had a, uh, a mid-sized screen printer, and I've used this example before, mm -hmm. uh, you know, complain about the, um, you know, he's been in business for 20, 25 years, complaining about all the people that have crickets and home machines that is impinging on his business. Okay, this is an exercise in realization that you can't do the same thing for 25 years. Yeah. Like this is an exercise that you're going to have to do. What we're talking about right now is whether or not you have to do it now, not whether or not you're going to have to do it. Eventually, you're not going to be the only one doing cheer glitter vinyl on site at school events. Mm. You know, wherever yeah. you are, eventually you're going to run into somebody, your market's going to get more crowded. They're, they're going to open up a, you know, you had, you had a drugstore and they opened up a Walmart and a Walgreens. You know, you had a donut shop and they opened up another donut shop. Yeah, and that's right? actually the example we kind of made some notes on. Yeah. Is that, so you own you know, again, they've been in business a long time. You own a small donut shop. This is yes. kind of this, something easy, I think, How to did you know I relate a donut to. Shop? I, I, I Googled you. <laughs> Vegan donut shop. Yes, it, you would do that. It's terrible. Um, so you make delicious glazed donuts. You're famous for it. Tofu um, donuts, yeah. There is a ton of people come up there and just line up every morning. Every yes. morning, you got a line of people getting good coffee and good donuts. It's yep. kind of, you're the, you're the staple of the town. And then one day, a new donut shop opens up. 
not yeah. too far from you, right down the road. You can see them. And they're in a better space. You know, traffic, it's easier to get in there. They ha they've got this new automated machine. So they can produce donuts faster with less service, less, uh, less work, and more people, the employees, are yeah. helping customers. So they, the line, although the same amount of people in there, the line's short. They can get in and out quicker. Um, and they've got new coffee equipment, lattes, twice as fast as yeah. you can produce. And, yeah. and, and it's the same quality. Uh, and then their prices are better because they can produce faster. There's less labor involved. Yep. Uh, and then, um, then finally you tried the donuts and they're really good. Yeah. So Which now, sucks. like, what what do you do? Like, this is actual, like, you're losing money. Where You see your lines are getting shorter. Yeah. You're making less money. And it's hard because they're beating you in everything that we listed above. And, and, and I'll be honest, like, this is a, this is common for if you're in kind of a technology business mm -hmm. and things move very fast. So if you spent $50,000 on a screen printing setup mm -hmm. 15 years ago, it may still work, but somebody could have spent, you know, $2,500 on a cutter and done great work that they can turn around faster. You know, they have lower, lower overhead so they can charge less. So sometimes these late comer, comers like this new donut shop, sometimes they have a big advantage just by being late. Yeah, by being late, the, this equipment didn't exist right. when you opened up your shop. Right. You know? So this story, though, although a simple one, is true for all types of businesses. Yes. You know, you've heard about the small towns with Walmarts coming in. Um, there, you know, Radio Shack used to be a huge company. Right. You know, and then you, you pop in Best Buys and Amazon, and then it's like you don't really go there anymore. No, you that. get bad cell phone yeah, plans get, at Radio Shack <laughs> and one cable. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So um, you've got to figure out like what's next. You know, right. now you see that you're in trouble. So if you have an embroidery shop and you've been doing embroidery for 20 years or 10 years uh, and a new shop opens up and they've got newer, faster, better equipment, more employees, a better location, the prices are right, they're using yep. the same, everything is lining up and you're realizing this t competition is real and they're beating me in all of the, you know, the craft you know, maybe their embroiderer is even better better than yeah. yours. I mean, they could be beating you on a lot of things, and you have to figure out what am I going to do. Now, if all of the things we listed in the beginning, you know, your craft, your delivery time, your customer service, if those are all a three out of five stars, yeah. Step one is do that. Right. You know, if you feel you're already at five out of five, like I feel that donut shop was, I was picturing right. it as they were super friendly, everything yes. was great, everyone loved it. There right. were five stars across the board, but this other place was chipping away so much. Yeah. So now you have some choices to make and it's rebranding, restructuring, and or reinvesting. And now we're going to talk about each one of those, what they mean, and whether or not it's going to be right for your business. I like that. And you know, you know how much I love branding. Yeah. So um, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, branding branding is is great. It's a great conversation to have. So I like I like the way you put it though. It really is just the look and feel of your company. Yeah. So what you may do is you may look at that new donut shop across the street, and it's like one of the new McDonald's versus the old ones. Yeah. The new McDonald's they they look like a really nice Starbucks, right? You know they've got the wood paneling on the walls. Mm -hmm. You know it's this brick and glass building. It's not like the old style ones. You know, is your business that old style McDonald's business? Do you have the old neighborhood donut shop look and feel to your business where the new people across the street are all shiny and 25 and, 
you know, shop, shop at um, Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah, the you fat know, what? hasn't been built yeah, enough yeah, on Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> they don't eat their donuts. They just sell them. Well, it, and it's true. So when we're talking about the branding, you know, this is when you walk into a, um, like, we have Publix grocery stores yes. here. And they're... Um, and they do this really good job of branding, which is Amazing. the look and the feel and the, the colors that you see, the smells that you experience. So, and they do all of this on purpose. Mm -hmm. So when you, if you walk into a Publix in the morning, you're smelling fresh bread being baked. And that's on purpose. Yep. You know, that's, they could bake their bread in one location and ship it. No, they want their customers to come in there and get hit with that smell. Yeah. And different things like that. So the branding is all that look and feel. And if you have a shop, especially if it's one where people walk into, and it, it's got really, it's got the, there's no color scheme anywhere. It doesn't feel yeah. like anything. Maybe you are a traditional screen printer yeah. or um, an old style mass embroiderer. And you know, you're, you're a shop. Yeah. And, but you've got a retail space and you're used to it being okay for people to walk in and you know, basically they're in the screen print room. Yeah. You know, with the table set up. You know, that, that doesn't cut it anymore, maybe. Or maybe it's the other way around and you are an embroiderer that's got a really homey feel, that's got doilies everywhere, yeah. you know, um, a lot of pillows, yeah. and that's not the image that, that you need to project. Yeah, on. so you want to, you know, kind of keep up with what's going on in your, in your branding if it's important. So meaning especially, and this could be online, um, just the, what you bring online, how you look, you know, even yeah. things down to um, like the, the, your logo is not going to make or break your business. And we've talked about that. Right. But if you look at companies like uh, Pepsi, for example, and if you just mm -hmm. Google like Pepsi logos over time, you can see how the logo has changed with with the um, just kind of the overall theme of, of the world. Right. And think about it from from, you know, your own perspective as a customer. Like if you are, um, let's say you're you're picking a restaurant. You know, so you, you pick a restaurant, you either drive around, you're looking for a place to eat, or you're looking at pictures online. What kind of a restaurant are you going to pick? You're going to pick one that feels like you. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So you're not going to, if I'm going out to dinner, I'm not looking for white tablecloths and wine and some fancy guy standing there with a towel over his arm. I'm also not looking for, you know, a McDonald's or a sub shop or something like that. You know, people are going to, you're going to attract people that are like you or like the image that you present. So maybe if you're seeing a shift in business and a new company is in your area that's getting more business, maybe they're appealing to a larger demographic or a more current demographic. Yeah. So you could just look at your space, if it's retail or if it's on the web, or even how you present yourself in a market or a show, you may just look and say, you know what? I've been doing this for 10 years the same way, Yeah. and everyone around me is changing. The busy booth is set up differently than mine is. And that will like lead you down this rebranding thing and say, you know what? Um, I guess the, you know, the, the blue collar embroidery business is not working as well as it used to, mm -hmm. you know, or um, I guess the, uh, you know, the, the do it yourself kind of approach isn't working how it used to. People want something cleaner. Or maybe it's the other way around. Yeah. You know, maybe you've got the pristine business with the glass countertops and everything, and the guy that's making all the money has his printer out in the lobby and asks the customers to help him dry the shirts. 
you know, I, you I don't know, I don't it, know what it is. It's, it's, it's so dependent on who you're selling to. Yeah. And if you, there are plenty of places out there who've been making, say, the t-shirts for the local, um, local high schools and middle schools and stuff like that for yeah. 20 years. Yes. Right. All over the country. And that have been doing that. And if a new place opens up and they're walk in, there's, couches for kids to sit at maybe they have some like retro video game setups yep. or something like that then all of a sudden like kids are going there you know and then when the when the moms and dads come in they've got a keurig coffee machine for them to make their own little coffee or something yep. and all of a sudden it's like it's that's part of the branding and the and the feel of the environment right. and that's why i always think there's a lot of definitions of, of branding yeah. but it's really just how does it feel to interact with this company whatever it is whether yep. it's just looking at a logo reading a letter or yeah, yeah. or going to their shop. You can kind of think about it if 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 uh, if your business was a person. Yeah. What would they look like? How would they sound? How would they yeah. dress? Yeah. So um, so here's some reasons to rebrand. Gotcha. Now that we've kind of we've kind of covered a little bit of it already, but um, you're you're selling in too tight of a vertical or niche market and you need to expand. Mm -hmm. So um, you are used to doing uh, like small business type of you know, you do things for all the plumbers and the AC companies and the landscaping companies in your area. And those smaller companies are becoming less and less. There's a lot more big businesses coming out there that are in your area. Yep. And they get all of their apparel from corporate. And it's hard for you to get into that account. So your market is shrinking in your area. There's more maybe large companies, yep. less small business owners in your area. So you might need to expand your market out. Expand it to that spirit wear as well. Expand it to um, more corporate wear. Maybe right. there's a lot. Of, maybe the small businesses are less blue collar and more white collar in your area, and uh, maybe tech is growing in your area yeah. even. And they want they want nice clean polos and laptop bags and things like that. And you're still selling just plain cheap t-shirts that are yeah. throwaways. Yeah. Or I'm I'm going to take the opposite. Let's say that your your area is going more urban. Yeah. You know, and mm -hmm. it turns out that rather than doing corporate work, if you were doing custom bags, custom sneakers, mm -hmm. custom caps, then your business might grow a little bit, you know, with that rebranding. So you look you look at that and then you change the feel. So, um, you know, we've, we've made a couple of these examples. A few episodes we talked about, um, I, I think it was like a dance company trying to sell to like a hockey league yeah. or something yeah. like that. So if that's the case, you you still want to sell to both you might want to to rebrand your organization to talk about like all fitness and sports yeah type of a thing i like that, that. Will fit everybody so you're you're widening out your brand so right. or, or you tighten your brand in you're just going to focus on kind of that urban cool hip-hop type of a look and you're just going to dive in and just focus on that so take your you know take your company for just from johnny's tees to you know Johnny's urban tees and, and wares. Yeah. You know, something like yeah. squeeze it in. So whatever it is, um, if you're selling to too tight or too too wide of a market, move that out and adjust the way your look and feel. And that can mean changing the name of your company. Yeah. It could mean just changing um, your logo and look and feel of how all your art works and, the, and how you answer the phone. The samples, the, the, samples. the sample products mm -hmm. that you give out or that you show on your website. Uh, so, and it's also when your message and your business don't match. Yeah. So um, we have some customers that have been buying from Coleman and Company uh, for a They've been buying, since before Coleman Company existed, they've been buying right. embroidery supplies. Now they have embroidery, DTG, and UV printing. 
most of the business that they have is DTG and UV. But it's but still called like is, ABC Embroidery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then at that point in time, if somebody is looking for a UV print or custom, you know, whatever they might customize on a UV printer, toilet bowl. Yes, toilet seats. Toilet seats, yes. you know, or whatever it might be. It's popular um, application. Yeah, I <laughs> gathered yeah, it is, you know. Um, and they're going to be looking for you online. They're going to skip over you because it's ABC embroidery. They're yeah. going to make an assumption. That is, that is a great point. And I, mm -hmm. so I just want to interject here that, I, like, we understand that most of you got started in this business because of a specific passion. Yeah. A passion mm -hmm. for a vertical or niche market. Mm -hmm. You know, not many people go into the custom apparel business like just kind of unemotionally deciding I'm going to make custom t-shirts because it seems like the best opportunity and the most profitable thing that I can do in business right now. Yeah. No, they, they, they're like they, their kids are in cheer and they love it and they want to do bling. Or, you know, they do home embroidery and they want to expand. Or they do arts and crafts and they want to do vinyl. So we understand that this is a change, but part of this process is looking at your business strictly as a business. Mm -hmm. So if you need to change the name or you need to change the logo or your product mix, then that's a formula for success. The willingness to do that, to do that really kind of depends on whether or not you're gonna be in business in 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I was just thinking we should probably do an episode one day of the steps to doing that, the steps to changing your business from I'm, one I'm gonna, to another. I, I'm going to write that down. Steps. I'm not going to be able to read it though. Um, <laughs> changing. Hey, by the way, if you are looking at us on video, look, Mark Vila got tired of me having to write CAS on mm -hmm. the styrofoam cup. Mm -hmm. So I actually have a CAS cup. Yes, Thank you very you much, Mr. Vila. Mug. I appreciate it. So now mug production and close-up magic. To there you Mark go. Vila's yes. I keep forgetting to bring my magic trick. I'm, I'm Thank you. Do it. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, then um, let's see. Oh, the last one was what we mentioned already, but the yeah. last one on, on reasons to rebrand is your style, message, your name just is is dated and uh, amongst a sea of modern competition. So yeah. if you walk into your place and it's got um, old carpet, or you look at all of your Facebook posts and all the art you're doing, and you're still using. You know, stock art from yeah. 15 years if you, ago. If you say my website's been doing great for 10 years, yeah, then you need to change your website. Yeah, and and just shop around online, you know, and look at what other websites look like, and you can get a feel of what mod the modern look is. And if yours is way off from that, there, and and oh, by the way, this is. This is only after you've done episode 96 yes. as a reminder. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. just start changing things because you think you should. Right. Um, you're looking for opportunity because you're missing something or yeah. you're losing or there's a potential decline ahead. Hey, you know what? Share this episode with people outside the business, yeah. outside of this business, because I literally just had lunch with um, the president of a company who I'm having the same conversation with. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. uh, are you actually losing any business to competition? Um, I assume so. You know, like, why do you assume that? Yeah. You know, so so don't um, don't think this is just you or just for custom apparel. Everybody goes through the same thing. And if you don't listen to ninety episode ninety six, don't assume anything and make changes in episode yeah. ninety seven. Yeah, that, I agree. So um, now I, I printed a fun example here. You did. Yeah. So this these images will be um, on the customapparelstartups.com will on, they? on episode ninety seven. That's awesome. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. No, you do should. That. I'm not. I'm not going to. I didn't know Carnation so. made breakfast <laughs> so, bars. Yeah. So you can hold it up. I and will. Here's. I'll let you hold that one up. Yes. So here's. You're in 
kind of just the idea of old versus new branding. You're in the grocery store and you're with you and your you and your kid. Yeah. You're going to pick out some breakfast bars for them. You and, are. And this is you see this box, which I don't know how well you're going to see it on camera, but if you go to the website, you'll see yeah, it better because yeah, yeah. the image. And then next to it, you see this box. Right. And here we've got... For some reason, they're both still in black and white, though. Yeah, it's because I didn't use the color. Program. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if that was on purpose. No, but you can see. If you're recommending, and, but, we just do black and white packaging. No, no. This, and the, the coloring's even better on this, too. But more so, the this is something that's probably from the... This is from the 80s. Yeah. Um, the packaging, it just looks simple and bland and old and boring. And it's like if somebody saw that, how long has this been on the shelf? And it's, it's, and it's by a company that used to have name recognition. Yeah. Which is... Carnation. And then there's Jif. You know, yes. um, they've got, this one's called Carnation Breakfast Bar, peanut yes. butter and granola. Yes. Which, fine, right? But you're, you're shopping with your kid, and you want them to be just as excited to eat this breakfast bar, because they don't eat anything in the yeah. morning. They only want, M&Ms will be the only thing they'll eat if, unless you offer oh, something okay, good. Okay, good. Um, but they see Jif Power Ups Chewy Granola Bar. You know, they're in with a, pick, with a yeah, cool animation. It's got a cool yeah. animation yeah. on it. The this one's just got kind of a flat chocolate on top. This one they squiggled the chocolate all it, messy. It, it's a it's a great example. It's just a it's the same exact thing. I mean, basically, yeah. no, it you is. know, it's just it's granola with some chocolate splashed on it. But the branding of this one just really took it up. And the organizations like this, you know, GIF and and all these companies out there, they're constantly having to move around this grocery aisle space to capture people's attention, to look like they're new and fresh and fun and interesting, so you want to keep buying it. Yeah. Um, so just take a look at your branding as well, and the, which is the name of your company. It's, it's everything how you do it. Yeah. Even the invoices that in the sales orders and that you hand over to people. If they're really dated, maybe give it a new, fresh look. I agree. So Rebranding. That was um, rebranding. That's rebranding. The second re is uh, restructuring. Yes. So uh, simple. And, and these are reasons to restructure. These, these, uh, yeah. <laughs> these, um, yeah, reasons to restructure. Um, but first, what is restructuring? Just any real change with how your business operates or acts. Right. So, so in the first part, we were really talking about how your business kind of looks and feels. Looks and that might feels. be a change. Now we're on the operations side, mm -hmm. really. That's what restructuring is. So um, reasons to uh, reasons to restructure, and then kind of the answers are almost implied. But um, you you need to improve your sales force. You look yeah. at your competition, and they've got salespeople out there that are smart and savvy and seem to know what they're doing and your sales force is kind of just somebody who kind of works for you sometimes part-time and that's it or just somebody who hasn't done well but they've worked for you for five years and the past year and a half they've done nothing for you but you keep yeah. them on board because loyalty. you know their loyalty and you know I care about them and stuff like that but you might need to restructure that either they need to change or maybe you know you guys need to not do business together anymore yeah i, I think that that's a that's a great point because if you're using actual salespeople then it's easy for them to become complacent. Mm -hmm. um, it's easy for them to be the same face that the that people see that they've told no to for three years. They're still going to say no to, and you could make kind of a um, a digital equivalent by looking at your you know at your approach to emails and sure. and social media messages. Yeah, and as well. and if you're the salesperson, you know, or if it's husband wife team, you get know, a wife mirror. sells, you know, stuff that, like that. That's yeah. harder. Yeah, 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 you get a mirror, and but really, what you do is just like. Go through, take a training course. 
You know, yeah, that's a go, good idea. Yeah, take a, read some books, take a training course, try to refresh yourself. You, and then you develop a new sales plan, a new sales tactic, yes. a way that you sell. And that's a way of restructuring. Yeah. You know, it, it might, you reading a book and writing out a new plan and acting on it, you're you've changing done, the way you, you're doing you're business. You're changing the way you're doing business. So, and I, I like that you said, you say this, that you, you might need any salespeople. Yeah. So maybe you're in a business that does not have salespeople. No one else is when you did your competitive analysis. That may be a key for you that you've never done before is to hire somebody to go and scrounge up business for you. So that's a great option for making what may be a quick change to the face of your business. Yeah, that's great. Um, so your production methods are inefficient. Yep. You know, if you, if you are just noticing that the, it's, your shop is a mess, things that are never, you're always scrambling to be organized, you know, things are in piles everywhere, you're not, you're not as efficient as you can be. Yeah. You know, you, you read online, how does somebody make 20 of these in an hour? I can only make eight. You know, yeah. and we hear that stuff all the time, you know, on, on all those sides and everything we sell. Some people yeah. are so much faster and they have the same exact equipment. And, and I've been into these businesses. Yeah. And I can tell you which one is faster just after I walk into the shop. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you can tell just by looking and acting at it. So if you feel you're in, inefficient, if you could tell you are, and, and you this again, just you got to look in the mirror on this one, yep. um, then uh, you can fix that looked how to restructure things. Maybe you know people that are in other businesses that could show you how they do it, yeah. even if it's not uh, embroidery or t-shirt printing. Yeah, and all of this stuff, production methods is, is very important because by improving your production methods, you may be able to produce more garments per hour, mm -hmm. which is far more profitable. You may be able to operate with fewer people, mm -hmm. which adds money to the bottom line. You can deliver things potentially faster, which might give you the edge for the competition. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of good reasons to go through this exercise. Yeah, and, and also um, the part of what we had said in the beginning was del or delivering products correctly and on time. Yeah. So, you know, it could also improve your accuracy, reduce the amount of mistakes you're making by having a, a process flow for that. Yep. Uh, if you listen to the episode with Mark Bolitnikoff. Oh, yeah. Um, well... What number was that? I don't remember. But he's got a beautiful shop. Seventies, eighties. Yeah. He, he gives some. He gives yeah. a lot of information. It's somewhere in the seventies yeah. or eighties. But uh, it's with Mark Bolitnikoff, and we talked about t-shirt shop, and he kind of just says some basic things, which aren't that groundbreaking or amazing. It's like he's he invented it's not new, something, but it is you know, good. But yep. it's the it's doing things right, which which makes him you know uh, run a fantastic business. Agree. While we while we talk, up, I'm right? going to look it up. Because I'm going to really talk important. about something else when you look it up. Yep. So, um, uh, removing a product offering could be restructuring your business. So I put an example here. Um, you might offer engraving, and you that's how you started your business, and then you added a bunch of other stuff. You do a bunch of apparel, and you still kind of do that engraving, but the machine you have is from you know 1993. It breaks a bunch. It doesn't work very well. It's really slow. It's not very efficient. You're yep. not getting that many jobs from them. They're taking up a bunch of time. You don't make that much money on them. It might be time to cut that loose. I yeah. just say, I'm not going to do that anymore and focus more time on the things that are more profitable for my business. You, you should absolutely do that because it's a it's a triage that we should do more at Cold Essie and Coleman and Company. Mm -hmm. You know, there are things that just take up space in the warehouse and they don't sell anymore. Or, you know, you've got, you've got an attachment to, got an emotional attachment to a set of products 
because you've always sold it yeah. or you know you've got three customers that are left that have been buying it for 15 years but it caused you a lot of extra effort and money tied up in inventory so taking a fresh look at that is a great move yeah and there's plenty of organizations that are like that that started with something and that's where they are and they hated to let it go but they just knew it was the time you know they, they weren't prepared to do that do you have an episode number yet? It is eight, episode 86. Okay. What success looks like in DTG printing and more. Okay, episode um, 86 then. Yeah. Um, so check that one out if you are interested in that production method yep. um, episode. Um, hopefully, if you're listening to this episode, you've listened to them in sequential order. Yes. But we know that. I've, that never I, happens. Yeah, and no. I, don't, I don't necessarily do that either, but it's a great idea to listen to them all. So um, let's see. So removing a product offering, and then uh, it could be changing your pricing structure. Right. So focusing on pricing that can help you bring in smaller orders or larger orders or something within a different range, or rather than having a fixed pricing, you have some sort of dynamic pricing or, or the other way around. Yeah. You know, uh, but you can look at your competition, what they're doing when you've done the analysis. I'm losing my pen here. Yeah. Uh, and you might make a decision to say, like, my pricing just doesn't line up with the way other people do it. Maybe it's more confusing. Yep. You can make some changes to that. So these are all things you can do to yeah. restructure. Now, now, I just want to say that's not to say that, you know, you're, you're looking for ways to charge less. Yeah. You may be looking for ways to charge more yep. to set yourself apart. Yep. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You, the pricing structure might just be you're going to create a better quality garment and you're yep. going to be more expensive. And then in your branding, you're going to go you ahead move and push your brand forward, move your brand more upscale, put That's in, great. you know, put in your, your logo or your branding, you know, some subtext of, you know, premium t-shirts only. Yeah. You know, so that it, it there's not, too many. Not that cheap stuff the other guy sells. <laughs> yeah, there's too many things to really give examples. So, um, and then you had mentioned going online or focusing locally. Yeah, so if you if you have identified, let's say you're, you have a, you're in a local market, that's your niche is I, I do business in Tampa, Florida with people from Tampa, Florida mm -hmm. that do Tampa, Florida things. Yep. That, you know, maybe, maybe that local niche is what is getting more and more crowded and your competitors aren't that great online. So maybe you want to try to develop a more uh, online or e-commerce based business than the local fairs and markets and events business. Yep. Vice versa, if you find yourself doing most of your business online and you're getting bigger competition coming in or area competitors that are beefing up their websites and might be um, affecting your business, then you may decide to do something more local, like hiring a local salesperson or doing those shows. Mm -hmm. And, and the part of restructuring, which we didn't, um, which goes along with that, which we didn't make notes on, but would be how you do marketing or advertising can be completely restructured. Absolutely. You've always done the penny saver ad, and yep. now you're going to move to Facebook. Yeah. Or um, you've been doing Google ads for a long time, and it's getting more and more expensive, it is. and you've never tried anything local. So yeah. you decide to jump into the community, you know, uh, newspaper type. Yeah. Ads. So I mean, you can see restructuring is a pretty big category. Yeah. It can take a lot of things. That's why doing the work in episode ninety six, so you have specific things you know you have to deal with, mm -hmm. is is has got to be the approach because you don't want to change all of these things at the same time and not know what's working. You want to be strategic about what you're doing to make sure that you're responding to actual market conditions that affect your business. Yeah. And I remember we were um, we were at a podcast event and there was a gentleman talking about how uh, 
it was him and he had a co-host and they did a podcast together and they were doing okay but mm -hmm. their visions were so different the podcast was conflicted in, yeah. in itself and its right. branding and how and where it was going to go and they decided to part ways yep. and go on their own and then success yeah. came so much higher so maybe it is even you've got you work with a team of people or you have some business partners with different visions and you say wait, wait, let's partner together wait, do our own thing yeah are you are you breaking up with me is that, <laughs> is that, is that what's happening I'm, here I'm just giving you the warning okay <laughs> I guess I gotta, I gotta start working out again I gotta start working out again uh, so the last one now, re, re, last, re, last re, last re, reinvesting. Okay. Um, put put some money into your business to revamp it. Take yeah. some profits that you've got, put it back into your business. If you don't have a big swell of uh, cash handy, then uh, use your credit worthiness to lease or finance some new equipment. Yeah. Um, or make some upgrades to your shop. You yeah. know, if you and and this reinvesting. Um, reasons to reinvest, just like everything else. Reasons to be, um, you just got old, broke down, slow equipment. Yeah, guess what? Um, almost, except for embroidery machines, yeah. <laughs> right? Which, um, which almost last forever. I've got some, I've got some embroidery machine examples. Okay, that good, down. good. Then, then, you know, like all of this technology, technology advances mm -hmm. quite a bit over the years. And uh, you might be in the situation where the equipment you bought 10 years ago just isn't cutting it anymore. Yeah. And it's true of just everything yeah. in the entire, you know, the donut shop example. Yes. You know, and it was fine with what they had, but it, but you can go bigger and better and faster, whatever it might be. Or if you've got, uh, the things that drive me nuts are sometimes I'll see some um, pictures online or, and I'm not talking about the CAS group, by okay. the way. Okay, good. Um, or I might be. Okay. I don't know, but because I have so many things on Facebook. But I'll see a picture of a shop and I see this heat press that is just like there's duct tape on oh, yeah. it and there's just like it is just still works yeah you know and then complaining about like heat transfer vinyl falling yeah, off. yeah yeah and i'm just like you've you've got to see the writing on the wall right. here you know that just sometimes things get old and broken down and a delivery company with old trucks eventually has to replace their trucks yeah they might be fixing them took care of them well the trucks treated them well for a long time but they took those trucks it's time. sold them they got new ones they're more efficient on fuel they can get there faster more comfortable for the drivers yeah you know, all those by things. the way there's a there's a 25 percent chance that this is the breakup talk that you have <laughs> you know the old there's truck this, there's old trucks they've been around they did well before <laughs> but um so yeah if you find uh, reasons if you find your equipment is breaking down yeah. if you find that it's much slower than you know newer equipment is um if uh, if, you, if the quality of the product coming out yeah you know if you've been using the same um printer for eight years and you and you're getting banding and everything you print and lines and it doesn't print blue the same way it used to yep then you're losing production quality and you're gonna you could lose business because of that i agree um Let's see, uh, what else I put, we also put in here. Um, you're using uh, a, tr a, a transfer, t-shirt transfer, stuff that peaked like in the 80s and you're yeah. still using that technology. You know, the beach t-shirts with the heat press, you're still yeah. using that and- uh, Everything and, has a box. Yeah, and, yeah. And, no, and nobody really likes that stuff anymore. Um, you're, if you're still loading an embroidery machine with tapes, 
No. Yeah, we have. There's some people out there still running those machines. No, they are. I've talked discs, to them. maybe. Yeah, I've talked to them. Okay, tapes. You know, um, if you're if you're using a heat press that's got nothing digital on it, yeah. you know, there's chances are this, it's very this, inaccurate. I, I, I simultaneously agree with this one, and it hurts my feelings. Okay. Uh, your <laughs> if your computer's running Windows 98. Yeah. That is absolutely true. I know you are out there because we get those calls and support yeah. all the time. What, what do you mean I can't install the software made in 2019? on yeah. a computer made in 1998. Because your computer will catch fire if it tries yeah. to run. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, um, or you don't have anything new to offer or anything different. Yeah. And if your competition is kind of outpacing you and you're realizing there's some things you need to change and nobody out there is doing like uh, bling transfers, like nobody's doing yeah. rhinestones or spangles or nobody's doing digital transfers or full color designs, then there's a spot for you. Yeah, I mean, you it's may waiting look at, for somebody. To when, you, when you do that competitive analysis, if you realize there's that hole there, then that is a great opportunity for you to restructure and to reinvest in a new technology that your market demands that nobody's doing well. Yeah. You know, if there is somebody doing glitter vinyl and a decent business with a cricket from their house, then maybe you need a a Spangle Elite or a, or a CAMS machine mm -hmm. so you can produce commercial quality um, Spangle and rhinestone transfers and you'll just blow the doors off the market. Yeah. You know, faster, cheaper, better, et cetera. So yeah. there may be that opportunity where you are. Uh, exactly. And, you know, we're, we, we're in the equipment business, but so obviously we're going to be for We that, want you but, to buy more things. But, I'm just going to say, <laughs> buy more things. We do, but the reason what's exciting about it is you see, like before we were talking about that embroidery business that got DTG and UV and then yeah. now this is their thing, is that when you, you business owners that do particularly well look for opportunities when yeah. they want to grow and change and succeed yep. and stay relevant. They look for these opportunities. And if you've got an opportunity to, for one, just fix something that's broken um, or it might, or an opportunity in the market where nobody is doing this or there's only one person doing it and they're only focusing on spirit wear yeah. and I do corporate wear and there's opportunity for this technology here, then it's, it's your opportunity to jump on that. We're, we're going to call that the... The only donut shop in town strategy. Okay. Yeah. If there, if there are, if you sell bagels and there are ten bagel shops in 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 town, be the only donut shop. Mm -hmm. Right. It's yeah. a similar business, and you can make a crap load of money because you know you've got some exclusivity. You focus to, uh, in an area that 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 technology isn't. So it's kind of the same thing. I really like that idea of finding a hole in the market and filling it in the way you just described. Yeah, and you know we have. Across America, you know, it's a huge place. Yep. And we still have people, 2019, that will call us up and say, there's actually nobody really in our town or in our direct area that does embroidery. It's crazy. Even in some even in some reasonable sized yeah. cities. Yeah. And they say, yeah, I'm in a suburb of Chicago area. And the, the, the next embroiderer is like, like, it's only eight miles away, but eight miles in our area it's is like forever. 45 minutes. Yeah. And I think there's an opportunity for business here. And uh, they saw that. Yeah. And maybe they just had a, an award shop. And they, and they realize that. And they're reinvesting in their company because they're realizing maybe their awards are slowing down. Yep. They're not getting what they used to. They see an opportunity to do embroidery and they jump in on yeah. it. And they reinvest it in, in an opportunity. I like all that. Mm -hmm.
Man, I think like 96 and, and 97, these two, I think I, do I say this on every episode? No, I don't know. Not every episode. <laughs> I think it's some of our most valuable episodes. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And, and the final thought I think on it then is um, whatever you're going to do with this, you've got to like make a plan out of it. Yep. You know, we talk about that all the time. It doesn't need to be formal or anything like that. But put some things in writing. Do a little bit of math. See what makes sense. And if the if the decision looks right on paper, yeah, you know, and you're like, I got a feeling for this, and I'm looking at it on the paper, the numbers make sense. Yeah, that you go for it. Right. You know, whatever it might be, even if it's whether it's rebranding, restructuring, reinvesting, or all three. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Yeah. And uh, and I want you to just keep a picture in your head of uh, Carnation Breakfast Bars. <laughs> uh, so if you go to the Custom Apparel Startups website, you will get to um, you will get a free look at a Carnation Breakfast Bar box. Right. No charge. Which you most of you look. probably have never yes. seen. Yes, you get to see what that. I looks wish I like. could give you a prize if you've ever had a can of. Carnation instant You can milk. give somebody yeah. a prize. I could, but I'm not going to. Okay. Well, All right, everybody. Um, I, uh, I think this has been a useful episode. As usual, uh, we would like to encourage you to share it. Uh, please review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, hey, come to the uh, customapparelstartups.com site, and you'll see a video of um, the antics that we, uh, we get into uh, when you're just listening to us, okay. Do, do we have a uh, uh, episode 98? You had mentioned we we had... we do. There is at least going to be one more of these, okay. um, and I can't remember what it is. Okay, right good now. then. Well, we've got episode 100 coming up. Wow, we can do something big. I think we are. Okay, um, there's no plan for that at this point in time. No. But on... maybe we'll just wander around the building and interview employees. Okay, that, that sounds good. Be fun. Okay, all right. So uh, send your ideas and your oh. Carnation breakfast bars <laughs> to Mark Stevenson, Old Desi. Uh, All right, guys. Uh, thanks very much. Uh, do you have any final yeah, comments? Yeah, no, we're or good. It's okay. Let's, let's get out of here. Yeah. All right. This has been uh, Mark Stevenson from Coldesi and Mark Vila from Coleman and Company. You guys have a great business. Woo.